sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hello and welcome to the morning after live here on this Thursday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. It is a big Thursday in the world of sports. It is the final week beginning of the NFL preseason week. Number three gets started tonight with two games that we will break down for you over the course of these next Two hours here on TMA, bringing you up until 11 a.m. Eastern time on your Thursday morning. Of course, it's the home stretch of the Major League Baseball regular season. We'll go all around the bigs and the playoff implications, divisional wild card races, and every effect from last night on the diamond. But we begin with that preseason finale. Week number three. This is it. One final week. Because two weeks from today... The 2022 NFL regular season begins in Los Angeles, the site of Super Bowl 56, with the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams hosting the Buffalo Bills. But before we get there, week three of the preseason begins tonight. An intriguing game in Kansas City, Missouri. Inside Arrowhead Stadium, the Green Bay Packers pay the Kansas City Chiefs a visit. And we have seen tons of movement on this number working itself in favor of Green Bay one and a half points is what the pack lays on the road tonight in KC against the Chiefs a total that is relatively low by the standards we have seen over the last 16 games of this NFL preseason sitting now at 35 in a hook we got word yesterday from Packers head coach Matt LaFleur that none of his regular starters the number ones maybe we had seen earlier this preseason would play in the finale tonight against the Kansas City Chiefs. That means no Aaron Rodgers at all through the three games of this NFL preseason in 2022. Aaron Rodgers is 38 years old. He's about to embark on his 18th year in the National Football League. We don't really need to see Aaron in the preseason, but Patrick Mahomes had played in each of the first two games for the Chiefs. We'll have Carrington Harrison on later in this show from Kansas City to detail what that execution will look like and who will play for the Chiefs this evening. Now, we use the preseason at times to take those optics and put them to the outlook for the regular season in 2022. And both the Packers and the Chiefs facing off tonight in Arrowhead have maintained divisional dominance in each of their respective divisions over the last few seasons in the National Football League. The Packers have won the NFC North three straight years in eight of the last 11 seasons. That is why Green Bay is booked once again as an odds-on favorite to win the NFC North entering 2022 at minus 155. It's the same number for the Chiefs, but a different sign in front of the 155 plus 155 for Kansas City in the AFC West, what we all expect to be the most competitive division in all of football this year. But for the last six seasons, it's been KC dominating this division. Six straight divisional championships, 12 or four straight 12 win seasons, rather, for Kansas City. 
three straight 13-win seasons for the Green Bay Packers. So divisional dominance between Kansas City and Green Bay tonight. They will get week three of the preseason started in KC Mo this evening inside. Arrowhead, the Houston Texans host the San Francisco 49ers in the other NFL preseason game tonight that starts week number three. A welcome to our Sports Grid radio audience here. The opening hour of the morning after, live on Sports Grid on this Thursday. Sirius XM Channel 159, all of our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this Thursday. It's not just the preseason and the final week of that week number three starting tonight. It's the ending or the near ending, I should say, of the regular season in Major League Baseball. About 40 games left for most teams around MLB. That home stretch, that postseason push is front and center and the top of mind for everybody, including divisional races. And in the National League East, the Mets maintained a stronghold on this division for pretty much most of this season. The Atlanta Braves are carving that way into that divisional lead in the National League East right now because the Braves keep winning baseball games, including a 14-2 blowout on the road in Pittsburgh yesterday against the Pirates. Good for a three-game sweep for Atlanta. 14 runs by the Braves yesterday, the second most they have scored all season long. They scored 16 early on in April against the Washington Nationals. Matt Olson hit a grand slam in the eighth. They had held Pittsburgh scoreless until the ninth inning, so it was 14 to nothing for a good while there before Pittsburgh scratched across two in the home half of the ninth, but still a 14 to two win for the Braves. And Atlanta now has won 14 of their last 16, cutting into the Mets' lead in the NL East. Now, for the Amazons, it's only a one-and-a-half game advantage over the Atlanta Braves. And the Mets still an odds-on favorite at minus 280, but at the ending of the series last week, between the Braves and the Mets in Atlanta, the Mets had a four-and-a-half game lead, or at least minus 450 to win that division. I believe the lead was actually three-and-a-half, but you see that divisional lead growing or going less, and those odds to win the National League East shorter and shorter. That distinction between the Braves and the Mets grows closer by the day. The Mets were off yesterday. They're back in action at home today. Jacob deGrom on the bump. The Braves are off before they visit St. Louis this weekend. Much more around Major League Baseball coming your way next on the morning app. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The Diamond Dash, all around Major League Baseball, about 40 games left of this regular season, just over a month remaining in the hunt for October. And we mentioned it in the opening segment, the Braves blowing out the Pirates yesterday in Pittsburgh, 14-2, a blowout of the Buccos that results in a sweep for Atlanta, and the Braves have won 14 of their last 16 games, cutting into the Mets' lead in the National League East, but New York's still up by a game and a half. Listen, Atlanta is going to be a postseason team once again. The reigning World Series champions, whether it's a divisional championship or that top wild card spot, 
Atlanta is going to be playing in October because the Braves right now hold a 10-game advantage for that top spot in the National League wildcard. And the Braves' odds to win the NL right now, that pennant market on the FanDuel Sportsbook, plus 490, the third best number only behind the Dodgers and the Mets. The Phillies occupy that second wildcard spot. They are 17 to 1 in the National League, the sixth best price. The Padres, that final wildcard spot at the moment, two games behind Philly, 12 to 1 to win the National League right now, tied for the fourth best odds with the St. Louis Cardinals, and the Brewers are. 21 to 1. Milwaukee is trailing St. Louis in the National League Central, as we'll get to in just a couple of moments, by five and a half games and still a game and a half back of San Diego for that third and final NL wildcard spot. And listen, things aren't great right now in San Diego, and things are going pretty well right now for the St. Louis Cardinals. We'll go all around Major League Baseball here in this Diamond Dash. We begin in Wrigley Field yesterday. Things are going well for the Cardinals for the most part, but they had an eight-game win streak snapped yesterday against the Cubs, or two days ago, rather, in a doubleheader, and then the Cubbies backed that up with a win yesterday inside Wrigley Field, beating the Cardinals 7-1. to And despite the fact that St. Louis loses yesterday, the Cardinals have still won 20 of their last 26 games so okay they have split this four game set so far against the Cubs they will play each other for a fifth and final time inside the friendly confines this afternoon St. Louis a slight minus 118 road favorite against the Cubs today at the moment but it's not so much against this divisional foe the Cardinals have any concern again St. Louis has won 20 of its last 26 games and St. Louis still holds a five and a half game lead in the National League Central growing that lead over the Brewers and Milwaukee unable to do much about it at the moment the Cardinals now a minus 600 favorite substantially favored to win the National League Central right now over the Brewers Milwaukee shut out the Dodgers in the opening game of their set in LA on Monday for nothing the first time the Dodgers had been shut out at home all year long LA responds with 10 two days ago 12 runs yesterday Milwaukee unable to make up any ground right now in the National League Central and as we showed you there with the Padres odds in that National League wild card race it's the same price for the Redbirds at 12 to 1 again tied for the fourth best number to win the National League pennant at this moment speaking of San Diego I mentioned the Padres had so much optimism following the trade deadline the acquisition in the Soto sweepstakes to get Juan Soto Fernando Tatis Jr. was on his way back Josh Hader one of the best closers in baseball now a member of that Padres organization well it hasn't worked out all that well Josh Hader doesn't look anything like the form of Josh Hader that we once knew Juan Soto has been all right and of course Fernando Tatis Jr. suspended for 80 games for violating the PED policy PED policy speaking to members of the media for the first time earlier this week and the Padres since that trade deadline on Tuesday August 2nd have lost 12 of 20 games just 8 and 12 since that trade deadline including yesterday getting shut out at home by the Cleveland Guardians who won both of the two games in a short set in San Diego and Cleveland yesterday winning 
seven to nothing. So that's big for the Padres, who again occupy that third and final National League wild card spot, but still hold a game and a half lead for that final wild card spot over the Milwaukee Brewers. But even bigger for the Guardians in that battle for the top spot in the American League Central. Cleveland gets another win yesterday, and now a four game advantage for the Guardians over both the Twins and the White Sox in the AL Central at the moment. And their odds to win the division working even more in Cleveland's favor. Now, minus 175 to win this division. Over the course of the past 48 hours, we have seen Cleveland up its lead in the standings component of the American League Central and up the price if you want to back the Guardians to win as that odds on favorite. Flipping to minus 105 earlier this week, it was minus 160 in Cleveland's favor to win the AL Central entering that second and final game in San Diego yesterday. Now, 15 cents of movement, even more so backing the Guardians at minus 175. So Cleveland in a prime position now to win that division and both the twins and the white Sox trail the third and final american league wild card spot that the mariners currently occupy by four games as well so it seems as that postseason picture in the american league and really across all of major league baseball becomes a little bit clearer a little bit more solidified this week in the home stretch of the mlb regular season that only the winner of the American League Central right now the Guardians firmly in that number one spot will be the only team out of that division to represent the American League Central in the AL playoff picture the last two years the Tampa Bay Rays have been the number one overall seed in the American League playoff picture so as we get nearer to October it's a familiar position for the Rays and Tampa continuing to display that the Rays have now won five straight games where they win yesterday at home four to three in extras 11 innings to be exact over the los angeles angels of anaheim it was a picture perfect meme day for those halos where mike trout does something cool and shohei otani scores a run in extras and the angels still find a way to lose that baseball game the rays have won five straight the halos have lost five straight and shane mcclanahan and the rays shane getting the start for tampa yesterday booked as a minus 300 pregame favorite, they make good on that number, winning in extras uh, uh, four to three in 11 innings. And Shane McClanahan was fantastic. This game, in fact, was scoreless on both sides through seven and a half innings. And McClanahan went six innings of shutout baseball, only allowing four hits, striking out nine angels yesterday. McClanahan is not going to win the American League Cy Young anymore. It's probably going to be Justin Verlander, but after allowing 13 combined earn in McClanahan's last four starts, a much better performance yesterday against the Halos. But it was Mike Trout who opened up the scoring in the game for the Angels in the top of the eighth. He hit his 26th home run of the year. He has hit home runs in back-to-back games in Tampa Bay, and yet the Angels still lose that baseball game in fact it was the halos that scored first in the 11th inning and then tampa scores two in the bottom of the 11th for the walk-off victory including a throwing error on behalf of anaheim that led to that game winning run so tampa wins yesterday they've won five straight games they own the top spot in the american league wild card right now a half game in front of the blue jays and the blue jays a full game in front of the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles trail the M's for that third and final AL wild card spot 
by two and a half games. So as we look at those odds in the American League pennant and try to figure out what the postseason picture looks like at the moment, the Astros, the favorites, plus 145. The Yankees, about 65 cents behind at plus 210. A significant drop-off to Toronto's price at plus 700. And then double that to the Mariners at 14 to 1. Cleveland and Tampa, 17 to 1 at the moment. The six best odds in the American League are the six teams that if the season were to end today, would be in that postseason picture in the American League. Speaking of the postseason, the first round of the WNBA playoffs is done. The semifinal series are set. James Young joins the show next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. What more could you ask for in playoff action? A win or go home opportunity in two of the four opening round series in the WNBA playoffs. And that was the case last night in Dallas. So to break it all down and to set the stage quickly for the semifinal series in the W and some NBA news and notes because the NBA offseason can never just quiet down. Our coach, James Young, joins us here on this Thursday live on the morning after on Sports Grid. JY, we are glad to have you here as always. Big 10 bet. I mean, I'm just excited. I'm coming on with week zero of college football yep. kicking off this week. A little time for JY. Don't hurt anybody on the network. We always got to keep you around. And if you need some picks for week zero of the college football slate, I will offer them in kind. So here we go through the WNBA playoffs. Last night in Dallas, winner take all game number three after the Wings force that decisive game three over the weekend. Now, Connecticut last night, JY, booked as a five and a half, six and a half point favorite on the road. It was tied at the halftime break. But then the Sun outscore the Wings by 11 in the third, add on four more points in that margin in the fourth quarter and end up winning by 15, 73-58. So the Sun has not set. They rise into the second round, the semifinal series against the reigning WNBA champs in the Chicago sky. JY, what stood out to you most about Connecticut's performance on the road last night? Their grind. I mean, if you, if you think about it, you know, Dallas tried to jump them early, and the key segment of John Quall Jones gets three fouls in the first half. I had her over 17 and a half. Obviously, that did not hit. But nope. obviously, the play of Dewana Bonner down the stretch of the second quarter, including a big three-pointer to basically almost level the score, and then you get John Quall back into the game with the three fouls to start the third quarter, and then everything went from there. 23-12 to 12 in the third. They went from, I believe, uh, tied to up 11. So they really showed their muscle on the defensive end of the floor, holding Dallas to their lowest point total of the season of 58. So the Sun advance to the semifinals. Well, they'll take on the reigning WNBA title winners in the Chicago sky. No series odds out as of yet on the FanDuel Sportsbook, but Chicago does open up as a two-and-a-half-point home favorite in the best-of-five series game number one on Sunday evening in the Windy City. We do have the series odds, though, out, JY, for the one seed, 
against the four seed, the top seed of the WNBA postseason, the Las Vegas Aces, after a sweep of the Mercury, faced the Seattle Storm in Sue Bird's final year after Seattle sweeps Washington in the opening round. Now, the Aces, JY, a minus 245 outright series favorite. This is the series correct score market, where you see all three of those shortest prices heavily in favor of the Aces, the shortest number, plus 280, for Vegas to win in four games. JY, I ask you simply, who wins this series and how long does it go? Ben, I think this is going five. I mean, I, I mean, if you if you look at the star power in this series, from Kelsey Plum to Asia Wilson to Jackie Young to Hamby to Stewie to Sue Bird, on and on, Tina Charles, Jewel Lloyd, there is going to be a lot of firepower in this series. I'm going to say something right now. There is hmm. no way, in my opinion, that I think Sue Bird is going to lose her last home game how does a series mm. stack up two two one what am i telling you it's going five and at the fifth game elimination winner take all ben it could really be anybody's contest i'm gonna play this ben how we smartly told people to take the chicago new york series split it in half las vegas three two three to one seattle three two five to one split your money i think this is going five and it starts on Sunday in Vegas. The Aces, a five-and-a-half-point home favorite for game number one. For the opening game of this semifinal series, JY, what's the approach between Seattle and Las Vegas? It's going to be, honestly, the, the play of the bigs. Uh, I, I, I really think this is Stewie and Asia Wilson, two of the best players in the sport. Stewie, arguably the MVP. But I, I've seen a lot out of Tina Charles since her contract divorce I've said it a bunch of times. It's benefited uh, Seattle because of an inside-outside presence. So I want to see that matchup uh, really between uh, the bigs. And I'm going to throw Tina Charles in there with, you know, uh, Brianna Stewart versus the combination of, you know, Asia Wilson. And we'll see what they get out of some of their players. Uh, Kia Stokes has come off the bat. Uh, has gone to the starting lineup. Seven points, six and a half rebounds during the first round series. Let's see if they get Hamby back who has been injured. So that is there. When you look at the coaching matchup, you're going to get two of the best. And obviously we see what has gone on with the Aces, and they should be the title favorites. But I, Ben, we've talked about this a number of times. I just, I got this feeling that this is, you know, this ain't going to be Mamba out. You know, with Sue Bird, you know, dropping like that big 60-point the way that Kobe did. But it could be Sue Bird out with a WNBA championship. So right now, mm. that 5-1 to one odd to win the WNBA championship is looking really good value to me. All right, JY, let's make this prediction very quick. All four teams remaining within $4 of each other. The Aces, the even money betting favorite to win the WNBA championship at plus 100. It's the Sky versus the Sun. The Aces versus the Storm in the semifinals. Who does James Young have facing off for a WNBA championship on the line? Uh, if you're asking me right now, I'm going Seattle 3-2, right and I'm going Ooh. Chicago 3-2. Seattle, Chicago in the WNBA finals. 
I love it. We'll get more updates throughout the rest of this WNBA postseason. But JY, as you well know, the offseason in the NBA always continues to provide drama. Some breaking news last night in those wee overnight late night hours, if you will. The Jazz and the Lakers have engaged in a trade that will send one Patrick Beverly to Los Angeles, where for the moment, JY, he is a teammate of one of his most bitter rivals in an individual in Russell Westbrook. JY, they can't play together, right? Russ and Pat Bev can't play together in L.A. So what does this mean for the Lakers and maybe Russell Westbrook moving forward? I mean, if those two are playing a game of horse, who do you got your money on? I mean, they may play all day with them broke jump shots. I'm just saying. I, I, I But I, I'm sorry, guys. Y'all do make a lot more money than me. I'm not hating. I'm just uh. part of the conversation. But in regards to Pat Bev, I think this works in regards to against the Lakers, a veteran presence, a moxie, a defender. But you can't play the two of them together. So to me, if you're bringing Pat Bev in, number one, who starts, who comes off the bench? Because – both of those two ain't starting. And you already talked about Reeves going into the starting lineup next year, possibly at the two-guard spot. So who goes? Well, if Pat Bev comes, that means Russell Westbrook is gone. Look for a corresponding move to move Russell Westbrook away from the LA Lakers. And that might be the next domino we see fall in this NBA offseason. Because, J.Y., it was less than 24 hours after the biggest domino of this NBA summer. Kevin Durant got rid of his trade request in Brooklyn and will be back with the Nets for this upcoming season. And immediately following JY, we saw market movement that shaved the Nets' prices to win the Eastern Conference and the NBA Championship down by half. 7-1 to one prior, plus 350 now in the East, the third best price. 15-1 to one to win the title, now 7-1, to one, tied for the third best odds to win the Larry O'Brien Trophy this up coming season and that win total up by seven games to 52 and a half so jy where do you rank the nets in the eastern conference are they a top three team a top five team are they the favorites in your mind where does brooklyn stack up in the east i just think right now ben there's a lot of unknowns that people are not talking about number one does ben simmons come back number two does ben simmons play better Number three, what is going to happen with the big ring? Number four, what happens if there's a COVID outbreak? Is Kyrie going to get vaccinated? Number five, what do we do with Steve Nash when they have that, if they get off to a poor start? And listen, folks, they don't have an easy start. New Orleans, Toronto, Memphis, Milwaukee, Dallas to begin the season. That could seem trouble if they go up to, let's say, a two, a two and three, one and four start. So for me, over under, Ben? I'm going under. There's too many unknowns with this team. And can they stay healthy? And can they get along? Because to me, it wasn't that Kevin Durant pulled his trade request. The Nets just weren't getting a value worthy of trading him. That's a big, big difference. So when you look at that division really quickly in the Atlantic, I think Boston's better than them. I think Philadelphia is going to be a resurgent team. Look for them to be better. Of course, I already like Milwaukee. And I like uh, Miami Heat. So I'm already giving you yep. four teams I think that are better than them. I think you go under 52 and a half for the Nets. Only 44 wins a season ago since the Nets joined the NBA in the middle of the 70s when they were the New Jersey Nets. They have never gone over this win total of 52 and a half. JY, we were together 
on 2022 NBA draft night where Chet Holmgren went number two overall to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Some bad news for that young prospect for OKC yesterday. Potential torn ligaments in his foot from the crossover pro-am in Seattle over the weekend. They are establishing a timetable for his return, but not the start to his young NBA career that Chet Holmgren or the Thunder wanted. James Young does it all. WNBA postseason, NBA summer drama, all of it. JY, we appreciate your time. Look out for those week zero best bets. I'll get them to you soon. More of the morning after, up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The final week of the NFL preseason starts tonight. Two games, one in Kansas City, the other in Houston, Texas. We break them both down right now, live here on this Thursday on the morning after on SportsGrid. I'm Ben Stevens, very pleased to welcome back onto the show. It is FanDuel Chantel Chan joining us once again to handicap a little bit of week three NFL preseason football and take that to look forward to the regular season, which Chantel starts in just two weeks from today how excited are you to have football back in our lives you know what's crazy it's like for six months after the super bowl i wait all year for the preseason and then the preseason starts and i'm like you know what i'm ready for the regular season so that's exactly how i'm feeling right now this is going to be a great week of final preseason games and then the regular season starts and i can't wait also college football before then so i'm all geared up for that i know you're a big college football guy Oh, you know I yes. am, Chantel, just two days away from week zero on Saturday and the start of the 2022 college football season. And it's the final week of the NFL preseason. So we see what happens week three, and then we get ready for the final days of training camp, the final cuts on rosters, and then everything is for real for the 2022 regular season. But to end us off, the start of week three of the preseason tonight in Kansas City between the Chiefs in the Packers and Chantel right now Green Bay booked as a one and a half point road favorite a relatively small total at 35 and a hook for that over under Chantel what's your approach to week three of the preseason we know the Packers aren't playing any starters tonight we expect a similar script from Andy Reid and KC so how do you handicap this final week of NFL preseason football well, I feel like 35 and a half is a little bit low on the over under because, you know, Jordan Love is going to get his time to shine. He's going to be yep. slinging it. And in his last game, what, 113 yards, one touchdown. Like you mentioned, we're not going to get the starters. I can't remember the last time we saw Aaron Rodgers in the game. So we're going to get to see Jordan Love ball out. And when I take a look at that, the Chiefs, you know what you're going to kind of get from them. They're going to be throwing it around as well, trying to figure out their wide receiver groups. The main part about this week for a lot of teams is – just trying to get their reps for their guys because the guys that don't make the teams, of course, they'll have other opportunities to play elsewhere. So I think that's what we're going to see. And I like the over on this one, to be quite honest with you. I think it's a great point, Chantel, because we think, all right, no Aaron Rodgers, probably not a lot of Patrick Mahomes, if any, or most of the starters on both sides. But you're still trying to find that competition. You still have NFL caliber players fighting for a roster spot, either with the Packers or their Chiefs or 
elsewhere around the National Football League. So it's a great point. Just because it's not Patrick Mahomes doesn't mean we're not going to see scoring and some competition. And the Chiefs have a lot of young stars. They're trying to figure out in this new look offense the same for the Green Bay Packers as well. We've seen Patrick Mahomes at times throughout this preseason, including last week against Washington, 12 of 19, over 120 yards and two passing scores in his two series for Kansas City. So as we look at this Chiefs team this year, they have won the AFC West six straight seasons, Chantel. But on the other side, the Packers have won the NFC North three straight years as well. The NFC North is expected to be a little bit more competitive this year with the Vikings maybe challenging Green Bay. But Chantel, do you think this divisional title in the NFC North still runs through Aaron Rodgers and company? Listen, Aaron Rodgers, you could argue, is still the best quarterback in the league, right? 37 touchdowns last year, only four interceptions. You're always going to be in the running if you're the Packers to have the division in the top spot in the division because you have Aaron Rodgers and he still has targets like Randall Cobb, Lazard, and Sammy Watkins. I want to see what Sammy Watkins does as well with Aaron Rodgers. But the big thing about it is how is he going to look without his favorite receiver, Devontae yep. Adams, right? I still think there's going to be an adjustment period because when the game's on the line, that's the guy he would usually look to. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And you mentioned the Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to give them a run for their money, right? They have a new head coach in Kevin O'Connell. They're going to be running that 3-4 defense. Kirk Cousins, you know, they've given him the keys. They're going to let him ball out. They added linebacker Jordan Hicks, also Zadarius Smith, who knows the Packers very, very well. And then their offense, like they have a Justin Jefferson. They have a Dalvin Cook. Like, I really like the Minnesota Vikings this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if they actually win the division. And there is some value for sure on Minnesota because of that minus 155 price on Green Bay. We showed you those numbers on Aaron Rodgers. How does the loss of Devontae Adams affect Green Bay's offense this year? We'll have to see. 39.50 and a half, the passing yards prop from a season-long perspective for number 12 in Green Bay, a number he has gone over in four consecutive Seasons. That's three nine five zero oh, and a half, Chantel. The number for Patrick Mahomes is a lot larger, forty five hundred in a hook from the passing yards prop perspective this year for number fifteen in Kansas City. But it's a similar conversation for both Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes losing their favorite targets to new teams because Tyreek Hill now is a member of the Miami Dolphins. What do you expect, Chantel, out of Case E's offense this year under Patrick Mahomes? Well, I know you're a KC fan, if I'm not mistaken as well. Um, But, you know, you talked about Tyreek Hill and his departure, but they also added Juju Smith-Schuster. So at the same time, you lost a big piece, but you're adding Juju. And we know that Patrick Mahomes can sling it, and he makes everyone better around him. You still have Hardman. You still have Travis Kelsey. This is still a high-potent offense, and I still think the Kansas City Chiefs are the favorite to win the AFC West. Now, you might see the Chargers who have a really, really good defense, try to test them in that division. It's the toughest division in all of football, but I still think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a great season. You look at last year, 37 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, over 4,800 yards. And at one point in the season, he was throwing a lot of interceptions, and the Kansas City Chiefs overcame adversity, made it to the AFC Championship game. I don't think you can ever count them out. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, this is just a good duo, and Patrick Mahomes is able to spread around the ball 
And it'll be interesting to see what Juju Smith-Schuster does in Kansas City. It is going to be a fascinating discussion to follow all year long. Did the offense make the wide receiver or was it the wide receiver that made the offense that much more explosive for both Tyreek Hill and Kansas City and Devontae Adams for Green Bay, now in their new homes, Devontae in Las Vegas, Tyreek Hill, of course, in South Beach with the Dolphins. The Chiefs have won 12 games each of the last four years. We'll see how that plays out for the Chiefs this season in 2022. Two names to keep an eye on trying to re replace the offensive production for Tyreek Hill. Out of that wide receiver course, Sky Moore, the rookie out of Western Michigan, yeah. tied for the fourth best odds to an offensive rookie of the year. And Isaiah Pacheco, a running back out of Rutgers, who has caused a lot of excitement in Kansas City this offseason. All right, Chantel, the second preseason game to start us off in week number three tonight in Houston between the Texans and the 49ers. San Francisco, also a road favorite, laying three and a half points. And that total, six points of difference from the game between the Packers and the Chiefs. It's 41 in a hook. What do you expect in this matchup tonight between San Francisco and Houston? I think the 49ers are going to cover the points. I'm also going to take the under in this one. There is a lot of talk, however, that Trey Lance, he's going to get to play. There are going to be some starters for the 49ers that get to play as well. But when you think about it, they just have a lot more depth than Houston. Like, let's just keep yeah. it real here, right? We saw what Davis Mills did last week. He played in the first half. Houston has a lot to figure out. So I actually think this one might be a blowout. The fact that the 49ers are going to be playing their starters. And I'm also going to be taking the under because I feel like 41 and a half is a little bit too high for this one. Yeah, 41 and a hook is a really large total bribe preseason standards. Even after all the overs we saw during week one and the Hall of Fame game and the totals readjusted for week number two last week, they only really got up to 38 and a half, 39 and a hook, 41 and a half tonight is a big one. Trey Lance played for San Francisco in their first preseason game, did not see any action week number two. Brock Purdy, the rookie quarterback out of Iowa State, Definitely looked good, though, for Kyle Shanahan and company. So when we look at this, Chantel, we take the preseason to the regular season. You mentioned the Houston Texans, a four and a half win total for 2022. It is the lowest on the board on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Those odds to win the Super Bowl, 300 to one. The longest odds to win Super Bowl 57. In your mind, Chantel, what does a successful season look like for the Texans this year? A successful season for the Texans would probably be winning maybe five games, right? Taking the over on that one, to be quite honest with you. There's a lot of questions in Houston that they're still trying to figure out. It's a young team, and I think it's going to be kind of an up and down year for them. A lot of downs as they try to figure things out. But at the same time, when you look at that four and a half games, I might even take the under on that one. I think it's going to be difficult. They do play also in a tough division. Like, let's not sleep on that division as well, right? So I'm going to definitely say that I would say five games. If they won five games, that would mean that they overachieved. Yeah, it's relative expectation, right? The odds makers are telling you on FanDuel, four and a half is their win total. It's the lowest in the NFL. The Texans are the betting favorites, if you will, or at least have the shortest number to have the worst regular season record in the National Football League this year. So if they can go over that expectation, maybe that's successful. Or maybe we bet Houston on a week-to-week -week basis. Last year, as an underdog in 16 of 17 regular season games, 
eight and eight against the spread. That's some profitability on those Texans. So Chantel, you've been getting ready for this NFL regular season. You've been going through team win totals all across the board. Who's an NFL team in your mind people are sleeping on entering 2022? I think it has to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Right now, they're at the over-under is at 7.5. I'm going to take the over on that one. That defense is absolutely loaded. I think there's a lot of questions because of the quarterback position. Who is going to be the starter? Is it going to be Trubisky? Is it going to be Pickett later on in the year? The fact of the matter is, it's an upgrade from Big Ben last season. If you yeah, think about I it. Think we, so I Yeah, certainly. Yes. So I think when you Go take ahead. a look at oh, yeah. that and the fact that the Steelers have such a good defense, they're absolutely loaded. They also have weapons on offense as well. Like we don't talk about Deontay Johnson enough. They have a Chase Claypool. There's so many weapons that they have. So I think the Steelers are going to win more than seven and a half games and they're a sleeper for me this season. They have won at least eight games in all 15 years that Mike Tomlin has been the head coach. And yes, it's a new quarterback, whoever it ends up being for most of this season between Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett or maybe even Mason Rudolph. But the last two years under Big Ben, when they made the playoffs each of the past two seasons, it was the same name and face in Ben Roethlisberger, but not the same Ben Roethlisberger from a production standpoint so there's probably not all that much drop off there and if the Steelers defense can return to the stats they had in the 2020 NFL regular season when they were top five in both scoring and total defense we might see some success for the Steelers in 2022. FanDuel Chantel Chan joining us here on the morning after on this Thursday preseason week three and looking forward to the regular season as well. Chantel, only two more weeks and only two days from the start of the college football season, as you mentioned earlier as well. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, guys, and enjoy the final week of preseason games. And yeah, football right around the corner. We certainly will. We'll talk here very, very soon. So tonight we might see Patrick Mahomes. We won't see Aaron Rodgers, but there's some comparison between these state farm buddies. So who would you rather have as the quarterback on your team? We use the preseason to spark a little debate and fade the public up next here on the morning app. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rounding out our number one of the morning after live right here on this Thursday all across the Spiz Grizz Network. That's Sports Grid. You've been listening on Sirius XM channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. And thank you for watching wherever you have been. I am Ben Stevens. The final week of the NFL preseason. Week number three of preseason games starts tonight. And one of them is in Kansas City. One of the two. The Chiefs host the Packers. The Texans host the Niners. And Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, two of the five best odds to win the NFL MVP award for this upcoming season. Of course, Aaron Rodgers has won it in two consecutive years. Patrick Mahomes has been a most valuable player in his NFL career as well. Who would you rather have? as the quarterback of your favorite team entering the 2022 NFL campaign? That's the question we asked you in Fade the Public. 
So which QB would you rather have this season? Not for the entirety of the rest of their career or to build a team around. It's not fair. Aaron Rodgers is 38. Patrick Mahomes is 25, I believe. And as we ask that question to the public, most still say, though, Patrick Mahomes, his no-look passes and everything that Mahomes can do from that magical perspective. Nearly 67% of the public would rather have Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. And from the odds maker perspective, Aaron Rodgers passing yards prop for this season, 39.50 and a half. Patrick Mahomes is at 4,500 in a hook. Now here's the thing about Patty, as I call him, and I know that's probably not the term that he would per, uh, prefer, but Patrick Mahomes last year was seen to have a very down year because he was a little bit more reckless with the football 13 interceptions, fumbling the ball away a little bit, but still threw for 4,800 yards. Well, over that prop of 4,500 and a hook. Hour number two of the morning after is up next, live right here on Sportsman.